Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Matt and Dale get traded for Patrick Sertain. Who says no? <laughs> Who says no? we will throw in a seventh rounder <laughs> and a bag of chips. I just want to remind everybody that the uh, trade deadline is com- coming up Tuesday in the NFL. And don't be the person that falls for the fake tweeters. Oh, there. Adam Shifter. Yeah. Somebody like that. Yeah. Just because it has somebody's photo on there, make sure you look at who's actually tweeting it out. Yeah. I guess there's less uh, blue check marks nowadays. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's also a problem on the yep. X Twitter. Uh, but, I used to have one. Now I don't anymore. Yeah, I'm not too. paying for it. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm not going to pay for that. But uh, I don't. Steelers wouldn't say no to that, I guess. But the, I'm guessing the Broncos would. I don't think the Broncos have any use for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're more valuable to Steelers than any other team, I would say. <laughs> I don't even know that that's true. <laughs> well, that's debatable as well. <laughs> Not a lot of proof of that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Steelers make a deal. Who knows? But, I mean, I have been avoiding Twitter in this conversation quite a bit. But I'm sure everywhere you look is, oh, the Steelers are getting yeah, Every five thin, seconds, right. trade this guy, that guy, yeah. and a third-round pick in 2027 for this guy. This, I, like, it's not happening, folks. Before we hit record, you had some kind of three-way deal where the Steelers ended up with – Edmonds came back, Chase Young, and Sertain. Like, we just throw those three into the defense. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave, uh, yeah, they gave up three draft picks and, and Moore and Wallace yeah. and Ridiculous. our firstborn. And, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. So, not really how it works. <laughs> no, right. no. Uh, anyways, he's Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And we should t- kick off the show today, Matt, by talking about. Cam Hayward's 21-day window being open today. We definitely should, except for the clam chowder today was impeccable. (laughs) (laughs) Super Steeler Soup was at an all-time high today at the calf. Well, the last two days. I only go Thursdays. They had my, my favorite, the beef barley. I have had the beef barley. It's tremendous. And the second day of the beef barley, the only thing that beats first day beef barley is second day beef mm. barley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a night to marinate. Today was second day chowder, though, right? Yes, today was. Yesterday they had chowder and beef barley. You want to talk? You about must a, have lost your mind. Talk about. I, I just wanted to get soup for lunch. I did today. I had one little piece of pizza, and then I. Would I just wanted to get two I'd... bowls of soup, though. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. One yeah. of each. Yeah, mix them together. All the sense in the world. Super Ooh, Steeler I, I soup. Try that the next time. The mix the, the beef barley the with the, the clam chowder. Oh, that you're you're tainting perfection, though. I know. I was actually. I almost pulled the the thing out that they serve it in because I was scraping so hard for the last pieces of clam. I was the last piece of that they even had there. That was my, that was my lunch today. Got to get there pretty early. I, I know. Yeah, I mean, especially I had on a nice big bowl. Yeah, super Steeler soup. The soup the players eat. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something going on with Cam Hayward apparently. The soup that Cam Hayward eats. I'm and apparently sure exactly. has right. miracle recovery, healing uh, powers. Yeah. It's great for everyone. Uh, so Cam Hayward uh, back on the practice field today for the That's Steelers. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, he was uh, a limited participant, but 
He was a limited participant. So his window's open. I mean, yeah. that's the key. I mean, we've explained this, but it is sort of a newer rule and not everyone knows. You can, well, you do. You open a player's window. They're still on injured reserve. They're not right. on the roster. You open a 21-day window. Yes. And if that window never allows the player to make to go onto the roster, he is out for the year. Now, you don't open that window generally with the thought that we're just going to have them well, you're, come you're off very, IR. Yeah, you're very, because of that rule, mm-hmm. very thoughtful about when you're going to open when the 21-day window. Because he could have a re-aggravated. Yeah, if he or has a setback, like now right. you're screwed. And then you have to put him on the yeah. roster or you lose him for the year. Or you activate him and, okay, now we got to sit him for a couple of weeks. Somebody did that a few years ago. They were on and then off again, and then they went on the IR a second time, and that was the end of the season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hypothetically, I guess you could open your window, put you on the roster, get hurt, put you back on IR, you know, I mean, if it's early it's enough in the year. 17-game season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that could happen. So, looking at so that's the, good st- news, though. the Steelers' injury report today, it's not great. Mm. Deontay Johnson did not participate today. With the hamstring, he was a full participant yesterday. Uh-oh. He doesn't expect to be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big. But still Thursdays when you practice Wednesday is always a red flag to me. This may have been, you know, he was dealing with that hamstring when he was on IR. Mm-hmm. This might have been a maintenance day. Could be. Let's Could just be. give yeah, you a yeah, day yeah. off yeah. after a full practice yesterday. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. with a calf was in, uh, limited today. Mm. Now, he said he expects to uh, be, be ready to play, just precautionary. Um, Anthony McFarland got another full particip- participation in practice. He is within his 21-day window now. That that started last week for him. They just didn't activate him because they didn't think they needed him on game day. He wasn't going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's healthy. He's healthy. Think. Yes. Yeah, getting healthy. And, you know, they have another week before they have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi Wallace with the foot was a limited participant. Yesterday he didn't practice, so that's a step in the right direction. Cole Holcomb with an ankle. Was Aren't they trading him for Pat Sertain anyway? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and a seventh-round pick. And a seventh-round pick. Yeah. And, yeah, bag of balls. Uh, Cole Holcomb was a full participant again today good, with the ankle. Good. That's two days in a row for him. As I mentioned, Hayward with that groin was a limited participant. Larry Joby practiced yesterday, did not practice today with mm. a shoulder. It's rare that he practices Wednesdays in general, though. Yeah, I think because, did, you know, they were that. just kind of, again, you don't know if these are maintenance type things. Mm-hmm. Joby typically doesn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, good point, in a good lot point. Of situations. So, um, but, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Deontay Johnson. I think that was a maintenance-type thing, though, so don't panic about that. That's the news, though. I mean, the cam aside, I mean, that's the one that was, oh, that didn't see that coming. Right. You know, right, right. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tyson Campbell gets another limited today. Okay. That's two days in a row for yeah, him. He has a hamstring. Not been great, yeah. Andre Sisco, their starting safety mm-hmm. for them, he was limited again today. That's two days in a row for him. Okay. He's an active player. Uh, Davon Hamilton with the back was a full participant for the second day in a row. Zay Jones with the knee did not participate again for the second day in a row. Uh, Cornerback Gregory Jr. was a full participant. Uh, That's two days in a row for him. And then Trevor Lawrence, Walker Little, and Brandon Brandon Scherf all limited again today. Really? Okay. That's two days in a row that they're all limited. Um, You wonder if that affects... Their game preparation. Yeah, I mean, starting offensive linemen need to be in there, obviously, as well. Starting starting left tackle and one of your starting guards and your quarterback. And your quarterback. And I I guess that's the big news. Two guys in the secondary, too, that are starters. Yeah, so it's not a clean bill of health. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure 
I'm sure Lawrence is still feeling it. I mean, he played well in this last game. He ran a you lot. You get in into last the game, game. and the yeah, adrenaline yeah. starts to flow, and you forget about the, the the knee issue. But I bet it's bugging him all week. Yeah, you know? it doesn't mean you come out of the game and oh, that didn't. I don't feel much better now. No, right? you just wake <laughs> up in more pain on Monday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was out there running around like a maniac. That's, <laughs> that's good for the knee. So Deontay's uh, one to watch. Certainly, those O line ones for the Jags seems like one to watch. I'd, I'd be blown the defensive away backs. The defensive backs too. Yeah. Um, I know Campbell's doesn't have great numbers, but he is he's their top corner. I mean, he's the best pedigree. I mean, he's probably going to see a lot of George Pickens in this game, which is interesting to me. And Let's talk about could, that. I know. You had some good points on this. So Tyson Campbell this season, he's their right cornerback. Mm-hmm. He starts on the right side. Uh, he's allowed 21 completions on 34 attempts, uh, 11 yards per catch, four touchdowns, one interception. Okay. He gave him four touchdown passes. Yeah, yeah. On just twenty-one completions. So they're not only are they a real heavy zone team, but they're a real heavy cover three team. Like it's kind of the old Seahawks way of doing things, where he's going to be in, th- in charge of that third to Pickett's left. So here's a little cover three yeah. information for you, but okay. you don't have this one. I don't. So Deontay Johnson last season against cover three. Hmm. Uh, average 2.32 yards per route run. Wow, that's a big number. That's a big number. Yeah, over two is huge. Yeah, so, I mean, he kills cover three. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because he's really good attacking in between that linebacker and back three level. That's that quick slant that you're thinking about. Yeah, Yeah, or the out right in front of the corner when he gives you the big cushion from three. I I could see that. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. And some run, run after the catch maybe through through zones as well or crossers against linebackers. Yeah, pick up a yeah, block yeah, that's yeah. legal. Yeah, and, right, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, on the other side of that, their left cornerback, uh, Darius Williams, he's allowed 27 completions on 50 targets. Mm. So he's been much more targeted. Yeah, but pe- remember, people I mean, throw Campbell like crazy. Campbell missed a game, though, too. Him. Yeah, he missed two games ago. I two think. games, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's allowing 14 yards per catch. But only one touchdown, and he does have three interceptions. Okay. The slot corner, Trey Herndon, 29 completions in, on 38 attempts. Wow, that's a lot. 10 yards per catch. It's a 106.2 passer rating against him. Uh, for Tyson Campbell, it's 108.8. And then Darius Williams is 60.2 because of the low completion percentage. And then you add in the, the interceptions to that. Yeah. And just a one touchdown. That's where that comes from. But he's been the much more highly – targeted guy down the field makes sense makes so which sense. one of those guys are you attacking i don't think i'm shying away from any to be very right. honest with you um a couple notes there is for i think we've told people this but if you're tuning in late this week or whatever jacksonville takes the ball away a lot and pe- part of it i think is because people throw so often against this team because they can't run they're giving well if you and if you look at it the two teams that uh, two of the three teams that that NFL, their opponents throw the most against mm-hmm. are San Francisco and Jacksonville. San Francisco is one. Okay. Jacksonville is three. Makes sense. And they're first and second in interceptions. More sure, opportunities sure, sure, leads sure. to more interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw the Niners firsthand. They always play with such big leads, and um, they're also hard to run against yeah. as well. The We're, Eagles are number two in passes seen. Doesn't. Makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the Bears or the, you know, <laughs> yeah, the worst teams in the Carolina. Um, but what I think is a little different with Jacksonville compared to the Niners and Eagles, those two are better teams than Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville is so built to stop the run. I think people more choose 
opening drive zero zero to throw against these guys. Yeah, and the secondary is kind of weak. You know, you just mentioned the names; they're not well known names. As, as uh, like I wrote about it today on on Steelers dot com, coming out of them uh, talking to Matt Canada, and ta- asked him some of these questions about this. Um, it's three point six yards per carry that they're allowing. 80, Jacksonville, yeah, eighty yards rushing per game. Like they're not. It's not that great. It's not no, the Williams. No, role. right. No, I <laughs> you know, it's, not the, no. it's not the 2001 Steelers we're talking about. Here. No, no. It's it's a good run defense. I you're mean, still going to run. The Steelers front, will still yeah. run the football on occasion. Here. Yeah, you just yeah. you're just going to pick and choose when you do it. It's not going to be Kenny in the shotgun and empty just throwing. Yeah. sixty passes. 20, a game. Twenty-four straight passes like the Patriots did in twenty uh, 2002 against right. the Steelers or. 64 passes or whatever it was when the when the Raiders came in the following week. I think we would agree, though, that, and I think we talked about this on the video we did with Rob King earlier today. It has to be a picket game, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's I mean, going to have to make 200, throws. 280 yeah. yards passing per game. Yeah. That's not yeah. by accident. You need to be in that neighborhood. But you have to value the football. Absolutely. I mean, again, he, he does value the football very well, but they take it away at the highest clip in the league. And that's a fine line. Is Pickett ready to be that guy? Kenny, we need you to throw a lot. We can't have you turning it over. And you're going to have to keep up with Trevor. I mean, are you ready to be that guy? That's what we need you to do. Yeah, I think this will be an interesting game in that regard. I mean, this is one of these – I think about – I've covered the team for a long time. (laughs) So I think back to the 95 season. Now, the Steelers are coming off the 94 season where they went to the AFC Championship and they lost – they had a great defense in 94. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the offense wasn't quite there yet. Okay. In 95, they started to show some signs that, hey, they might be able to do this. And, and so they had a game in Chicago, uh, and the Bears had a pretty explosive offense at that point, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, and so the game That's goes— a rare thing in history. Yeah. So they get there. It's They're playing in Chicago, and I'm, I'm going to call up the game here. So— they go into this game in Chicago. It's November 5th, right around the same yeah, time. Yeah, right around this neighborhood, huh? Just um, after Halloween. The Steelers go in there. Now, to this point, they'd had they'd lost to, like, the Vikings 44-24. They'd beaten – they'd score, had some games where they scored some points. They scored 34 against Houston. In this game against Chicago, they get into a shootout. Hmm. It's tied at 34 going into overtime. Wow, okay. And that's not their style of play. That's not point. how yeah, – yeah, in, in previous years, goes, if yeah. you got the Steelers into that kind of shootout, you were going to win. Yeah, okay. Because they just weren't built to play that way. And their defense wasn't giving up that kind of point. And either, Yeah, they t- didn't typically do that. And the Steelers come out, and they win that game in overtime, 37-34. And I can remember writing them like, oh, this is a different – you know, this is when they started going to five different five wides and that, that kind of stuff. Okay, and they could spread you out, and they yeah. had good, you know, good not great wide receivers, but they were good. But they and, were good, and yeah. you find a mismatch you like right. and get it out. And this is Neil, still Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. still Neil O'Donnell. You know, Cordell was Cordell was, yeah. at this point is now slash, he's so slash he's that fifth point. wide receiver that you're putting it's out Mills there. Mills and those yeah. type of dudes that were good players. They're good yeah. starters, but they're not Jerry Rice. You know, right? And, and Yancey Thigpen and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they went out there and did it. I can remember writing that that was such a huge moment for that Steeler team. Like, I can they they went into Chicago and won a shootout on the road yeah. against a good football team. And that was kind of a, like, hey, these guys learn from, hey, last year we couldn't score, and that's why we lost the AFC Championship game. We can't punch it in from the, you know, inside the five against the Chargers. Yeah, can we take that next step? Can we take that next step? I thought in that day they took that next step. This could be that kind of game for this Steelers team. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, in my hunch is just, you know, recapping that game and trying to go back in time. You know, 
okay, it wasn't the defense's best day. The defense has been carrying the, the, the laundry for a long time now. This is a team game. We need the other side of the ball to step up on this particular day, and they did, you know. And I don't think the, the Steeler D, I'm not implying the Steeler D is going to get sliced up by Lawrence and ATN this weekend. I think they'll be very competitive on that side of the ball. But I do think the quarterback and passing game for Pittsburgh needs to play as well as they have all year, but give or take. Or yeah. at least, you know, fourth quarter that we saw last. I mean, that type of, of, of you know, production. Yeah, that was a six and three Bears team. Six and two going into that game. Who's the Bears quarterback when they were explosive? Uh, so that, you, that's before Cutler and those uh, guys. Once right? that was the was the coach of that team. Uh, their quarterback was Eric Kramer. Okay, I'm trying to think who their good players were at that time. You had Curtis Conway. You had uh, Rashawn Salam. Salam was all right. Uh, Jeff Graham was there, the former okay. Steeler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keith, yeah. Keith Jennings. It, it, yeah, it's know. not the murderer's row. But, no, it's yeah. not, but they were a, a decent But they were doing well. Yeah, they were a decent team. In that game, Jeff Graham had five for 11, 111. Hmm. Um, Ryan uh, Wet Knight had a, had a big game there. But Yancey Thigpen, 10 for 108. Charles Johnson, 4 for 52. Andre Charles Hastings. Johnson was the Steelers, the tip of my tongue. Yeah. yeah, the Steelers had some some guys. You know, they've yeah. The four wide game. stuff was really innovative for that time. Oh, huge. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. It, I mean, you, boy, so these you, guys are wild men. You, you had Mills, Thigpen, Johnson, Hastings, and then you sprinkled in some uh, Cordell Stewart. Cordell mm-hmm. Stewart in that game had uh, one carry for two yards, a catch for 27 yards. He was starting to become that that slash, Yeah, that weapon. Yeah. That weapon. Interesting. So... No, but I wouldn't. To your point, I wouldn't shock me at all if we get together my, or Friday or not. My time. I'm all thinking. About <laughs> We're talking a lot of bye weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get my schedule set up for next week. <laughs> but we come back Monday and be like, boy, the passing game took a step forward. You know, the running game was 3.5 yards per carry. And yeah. okay, even if you but, lose you know, this game, if it's know. a competitive game and you're up and down the field, you'll. you'll the Steelers might be due to lose a close game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I mean, four, four and zero in right. one score games this year. Uh, that's you don't see teams like the like the, what the Vikings did last year go no, eleven it's, it's eleven and zero right right right. I mean right. No. the fact that you're four and zero against these you're kind of playing with house money a little, little bit a little bit without question. I mean the and, num- the and the Jaguars are good in these things too. They're three and one. Are they? Yeah, that adds up too. Yeah. So no, I think it's gonna be a good game, but there's some good angles there. Yeah, um, you just want to go out and, and see this team be able to score with a team that can score. Mm-hmm. Or when the world knows you're throwing, you still you still do passes it. Yeah. And yeah, you're still yeah. able to do it. But I do like those Steelers' weapons, assuming there's no Deontay issues against that secondary. Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's too. where your your best matchups are at on that side of the ball for sure. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be joined by the Dean of Doom, uh, Bob Labriola, uh, the Lord of Living in His Fears. <laughs> so we'll do that when we come back. Right after this on the drive. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, on the phone line here, we have, well, the Lord of Living in His Fears, Bob Labriola. Uh, the Bob Labriola. We'll, we'll give you that, too. Uh, how you doing, Labs? Well, you know, uh, last week, you kind of browbeat me into being optimistic about Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how that turned out. Yeah, so I'm well. Back, I... I'm just going back to my natural state. Uh, of existence. Grumpy and, old uh, man. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, <laughs> as they say, it is what it is. <laughs> um, you got to be at least um, somewhat happy today, Bob, because the Steelers opened the practice window for Cam Hayward to, for a potential return. Yes, that that is that is nice. I mean, the, the NFL's number twenty-eight ranked run defense um, could certainly use the help, um, and. You know, I, I just think that um, having Cam Hayward back at practice and then hopefully um, gearing towards a rather quick return, maybe the Thursday game, uh, which is after this Jacksonville game, uh, return to action and just having him around more. You know, I, I mean, I don't think, I, as, as Mike Thomas would say, Cam Hayward needs no endorsement from me <laughs> in terms of a, being a player. But he's also a presence, a leader. Um, and I also think that he's one of those guys that just him being there makes everybody else feel tougher. Yeah, because you're you afraid know, of him. <laughs> well, well, but I mean, you know, it's like when you, as you and Dale, you've been around long enough to know Hal Hunter. Yeah. When he was the offensive line coach. No hell. Yeah. Hal Hunter Sr. too. Yeah. Uh, he always referred to Mike Webster as he always said about him. He said, it's like walking down a dark alley carrying a big stick. <laughs> you know, you just you just feel, you know, you're walking a little more com- uh, confidently. And, um, you know, having him, excuse me, having Cam there makes you, uh, I think, has that kind of um, effect on the defense in addition to what he will add as a player. Yeah, and it allows guys who we've seen this in the past, you know, when they were missing Tewitt or when they were missing Hayward, guys who have been playing perhaps more snaps than what they should be playing that to go back effect. to their yeah. go back to their more comfortable roles. Yeah, I mean, um, absolutely. And that's one of the things with injuries, you know, it's not so much in some cases, not necessarily this one, because there is no one for one replacement for Cam Hayward. But a lot of times with an injury, um, what it does is the trickle-down effect because the number, um, I don't know, the number two defensive tackle becomes the number one, but then the number three becomes the number two, and the number four becomes the number three. And so, um, yes, there is that trickle-down. And what I'm saying is just a different way of what you just said. Um, more Guys are playing more snaps than they probably uh, had planned for them to play and probably – you know, when it deserved to play at the time of the injury. So, you know, you're getting back an all-pro uh, team captain. I mean, you know, uh, it's it, it's pretty obvious all the uh, benefits that are just sitting there waiting. So I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying at all, and none of these dudes are Cam Hayward, and I don't even think this is what you're saying. But I've been pretty happy with Adams, Liao, certainly Benton, and Ogunjobi's Ogunjobi. Well, yeah, I mean, but let, let's be honest here. Um, the pile has never fallen the wrong way with Cam Hayward. Oh, no, I mean, not I'm not comparing those not, guys to him, yeah. Well, but that's what I mean. Um, so you have that physical presence that, again, uh, I don't necessarily disagree with what you just said either, but there's no blowing, you're not blowing Cam Hayward off the ball. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. and it's, I just don't believe that that's good. that's something that you can expect to happen on a regular basis. Uh, and so, the other the other yeah. thing it does, Bob, is it gives you another quality pass rusher. Like no offense to any of the other guys, sure. But Cam's Cam's a double digit sack guy. 
And you'll notice yeah. they're trying to get those edge guys to get even further and further away from the ball with alignment. And if you can have them one more interior presence, I think he could really feast. Well, and, you know, the other thing he does is, you know, he, he, he pushes the pocket. And so there's, there, I would imagine just in the pass rush, uh, there would there will be considerably less, you know, stepping up. Uh, and so yeah. sometimes if you keep the guys out of the middle, uh, you know, you're um, making them uh, more available uh, for Highsmith and Watt. Because if they can't step up, then – because there are times, you know, hey, TJ's having a great season. I, I, you know, make no mistake. Don't mistake what I'm about to say. But there are times when he and Highsmith get pushed behind the quarterback. And, you know, a lot of times that's not that big of an issue, if at all. But it can't happen against Lamar Jackson. I mean, and you know those kind of people uh, so probably shouldn't happen against where, Trevor Lawrence this week. Yeah, Lawrence runs a lot too now. Well, uh, yeah, um, he's not Lamar, but, but yeah. he's 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 got that uh, brace on his knee, mm-hmm. and he's been a limited participant in practice both days so far this week. I don't know that. I'm not saying that you can get careless with him, but I don't think he's. He's certainly not Lamar Jackson, and I don't think right now he's even Trevor Lawrence. Well, he just came off of the the last game that he he played in, Bob, and this was he already he was dealing with a knee injury. He had his career high in rushing yards. So you know maybe he gets into the game and the adrenaline starts to flow, and the knee doesn't bother him. I don't know, or maybe he tweaked it during that game and made it worse. I I have no idea. I'm not there. Something to monitor. But he's still somebody that, that you know you do have to be cognizant of that. Uh, and you can't push past the, you can't push the pocket straight up the field and, and expect him not to uh, to hurt you here. And they're not going to have Cam Hayward for this week. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's clear that up. He's not going to. They're not going to activate him for Sunday's game. But to your point, it's going to be soon, and you get that guy back. So now I think you know maybe the rest of the defensive line. I don't know if you if you you've been playing on such an edge for these last you know five weeks six weeks without him. But now you can start looking down the road a little bit. Maybe you have a little more pep in your step this week. Like, okay, help's coming. Did we lose Bob? I think so. Oh, we did lose Bob. Well, there you have it. Well, let me see if I can get Bob back on the air here. Um, you had great stuff to say there, though. I was outstanding. <laughs> on the edge of my seat. Um, so we'll work on that. Yeah, I'll um, try to do no, that. No, the Hayward stuff's obviously very... As Bob mentioned, I think there's a trickle effect in terms of just him being on the practice field. I mean, you think Benton's paying attention to, you know, what Cam Hayward does on the practice field, things like that. I mean, that young room, Loudermilk and Leal and those guys. Yeah, just having him back, and uh, and I'm sure he's been – I know he's been around the facility because I've seen him there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But – He's not doing football stuff. Yeah, now all of a sudden you start to see that guy out on the field working, and, you know, now it's like, okay, we can – we're going to get you, this guy back. That's how you get off the ball. or you know, yeah. There's a lot to learn there. You know, he's going to rub off in a positive way on practice field. <laughs> We're trying to dial Bob back here. We're doing our best here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how this goes. Live radio. This is good stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so. Um, how about that clam chowder? That clam chowder was awesome really today. Good. Yeah, really good. It was awesome. I killed some bugs on the way in, too. Yeah, I did that, too. Um, so, you know, the uh, we got Bob back. Yeah, I'm here. Sure oh, there do. we go. I don't know what happened there, Labs, but uh, we, we lost you. I was making a very salient point, uh, but uh, now I forgot <laughs> what it was. Anyways, let's move on to uh, to. There's the old saying that you are what your record says you are. So the record says the Steelers are a four and two team, but there's still people out there that don't believe it. 
Where, where do you? I mean, where do you fall on this? I, I, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Browns. What's, they went out to Los Angeles and beat the Rams, who you know people were thought were a, a decent football team. Well, I don't know what you know. Again, I don't know what a four and two team is, except the team that won four of his first six games. Um, you know, the, the whole concept of um, you know style points or there's some sort of um, standard of performance uh, you need to achieve to be considered worthy of winning the game in the national <laughs> football league. I mean, I, I don't, you know, that's, that's not why they spend all those month all that money on those scoreboards. Um, you know, it, you, you don't have to be anything except better than the team you're playing that day. I mean, that's what it is. One that's, more point in that team. It, it, well, I mean, and, and, and by, by whatever means necessary. So, yeah, I don't, I get it that, you know, the setup of a, of an NFL schedule one game a week or, you know, certainly not necessarily one game every seven days, but one game uh, a week on an average over, you know, 18 weeks, um, including by, um, you know, you only have to be better than what the, the opponents you're playing there. And so, um, you know, I, I get it that, that there's a lot of t- time to talk about things and rehash things and analyze things based on the NFL schedule. But, um, you know, really, when you get right down to it, except for all the blathering around, you know, and <laughs> you guys, I mean, that's your job. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> right, no, I get it. Two hours um, a day. But I mean, it, really, it, it really doesn't mean anything. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's right. how they um, how they perform in the games. And then, again, all the off time allows for a lot of analysis uh, and, and examination and, and all that kind of stuff. But, again, through through all of that, and everybody needs to fill the cyberspace and the airwaves and all that stuff that, you know, that they, uh, that, that pays the rent. Um, you gotta, you, you gotta get, admit what they are and they are four and two, you know, is that going to be good enough to beat whatever team in January? I don't know. I mean, whatever I say is a guess, whatever you say is a guess, whatever anybody says is a guess. So, you know, enjoy yourself. Um, but don't take yourself too seriously, you know, with all of these projection, projections and uh, because, you know, two weeks from now, things could be considerably better or a whole heck of a lot worse. And so um, you just kind of have to wait to see it unfold. So in order to get to five and two, I very much believe and we were talking about this in the first segment. It's got to be somewhat of a picket game. I mean, I don't think they're going to run for 170 yards on the Jags. I mean, Kenny's going to have to make throws. He's going to have to consistently move the football. And he doesn't have to be in his prime Ben or Mahomes. And it doesn't have to be a duel at noon in the old at the OK Corral with Lawrence. But he needs to play at a pretty high level. Do you think he has that in him right now? Um, well... For a whole game, and <laughs> not just the fourth quarter, you know, right? Can they no, just? No. How about I mean, this? Here's an idea, Bob. Can they just put the fourth happen, quarter but... sign up? It's starting in the first quarter. Just put the fourth quarter up on the scoreboard. He's at home. We should be able to do that, right? I'll take the second half. <laughs> there, you there you go. go. I'll, That'd be I'll fine. I'll even expand it out to that. Um, Baby but step. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, you know, but it, it all has to, it all has to work together. I mean, they. You know, what I thought one of the things that Pickett was doing well, you know, against the Rams was he was standing in there um, and delivering the football. Yeah. Uh, Probably his best game. He wasn't always bailing out or circling out or, you know, that kind of stuff. And sometimes that's what you have to do. Now, you know, you want him certainly this week 
uh, you know, and I'm not um, um, downplaying the uh, Jaguars' defensive front, but they don't have Aaron Donald. Mm. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but y- you need to make him feel, you know, a little bit comfortable in the pocket. Um, and, you know, the two guys that um, – a lot of Steelers fans wanted uh, thrown in jail or something for, oh, my God, they taunted last week. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. But they need they need to win some matchups. And, uh, you know, yes, you, I think you're going to have some opportunities um, against Jacksonville's defense, and you're going to need them because, uh, I don't you know, this isn't another – I don't believe this is a 17-13 game. I don't. Right, I don't. Right. So – and you know um, the other, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm, I'm, I keep look. I keep waiting for Minka. I keep waiting. I, I do too. It's yeah, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. He is just playing too well. He didn't have any takeaways or anything last week, but he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, and um, so I, I think that uh, the the Joey Porter Jr. Uh, as he, you know, he played a lot of snaps last week. People, you know, when is he going to start? And, you know, I mean, the guy played. He played as many snaps as Alex Highsmith. Nobody's saying Alex Highsmith didn't play enough last week. They had the same number of snaps played. Uh, okay. Uh, so we're, we're on the same page there. Yeah. But, I mean, that also is going to allow Patrick Peterson more, um, you know, slot corner, whatever he's they, they had planned for him in the middle of the field, make in the middle of the field. Um, so, you know, I think that this defense has some opportunities now to um, transform the pressure that it's been getting into some takeaways. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, here you guys are talking me out of living in my fear. <laughs> Let me just say this. Jacksonville is good. Jacksonville is good. They are. Um, yeah, they are. I don't, I don't think that, you know, the, the history of this rivalry is um, – you don't think Jacksonville's good, and before you know it, you lost. Um, you know, Bill Cowher was eight and ten against Jacksonville. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not a this is not a uh, Mike Tomlin's record is five and four. This isn't some. You know, I get it that you know the playoff games everybody remembers those and those sting more, and I get all of that. But this 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 matchup has been miserable for the Steelers since it began from day one, nineteen ninety five season. Yes, I mean. The Steelers lost to Jacksonville, but the team that won the AFC uh, the AFC championship in 1995 went down to Jacksonville and got beat, beat. That was not luck. That was not the officials. That was that was good going down there and getting beat. Um, they went back the next year and got beat in the opener. Um, so this this has not been a pleasant matchup for the Steelers, and um, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of fun on Sunday either. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in, so, terms, in terms of on the scoreboard. So in terms of Steelers history, I always go to you. And is it just a strange anomaly that the road team has been so successful in this? I mean, five in a row the road teams won. Eleven of the last 13 the road teams won. And I have no reason why. Just a fluke? You're talking about Steelers-Jags? Steelers-Jags, yeah. Well, I mean, again, I'm old. I mean, it took um, – when this series started in 95, I mean, there was no winning in Jacksonville ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they weren't the typical expansion winning. team either. Well, they were specifically built to beat the Steelers. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. No, exactly. Yeah, that was Coughlin's, 
That was Coughlin's blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, maybe that is why you know this this series has been such a difficult one from the very beginning mm. uh, for this team because that was that was Coughlin's. That's what he did. That's that was his plan. That was his everything about it was beat the Steelers down to you know a lot of the personnel moves that they were making. And so they North. grabbed Leon Searcy to put with Baselli, you know? Yeah, right. Well, right. And, I mean, and that was not the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was a there was a time when I really think that the um, claiming a guy off the other, another team's practice squad, you got to keep him three weeks on your active roster. That's the Tom, <laughs> Tom Coughlin rule. And he was famous for doing that, uh, picking up Steelers guys, keeping them on the practice squad, um, his own practice squad um, for just a short time. We'd play them; they'd beat us. Boom, the guy got cut. So <laughs> milk was, every bit of knowledge again, out of him as possible. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I'm saying that, you know, this was Tom Coughlin's um, motto, his blueprint is, I mean, he was, and he was actively uh, working towards fulfilling that. So um, yeah, this one, these were never, I, I don't, I think we just lost Bob again. We sure did. Well, we're not going to call him back this yeah, time. I think but, we overstayed uh, yeah. our welcome anyway. Yeah, I think maybe that was somebody telling us that it was time for Bob <laughs> to go. But uh, unfortunately, I guess Bob uh, is uh, is gone now. So uh, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. Took a walk past the Tanger Outlets uh, store yesterday mm. on my way, my way home. Just your neck of the woods, yeah. It was a nice night. I thought, you know, I'm going to go walk around the outlets here a little bit, get a little exercise. There you go. There's the Steelers Outlet Good store. Good spot. Yeah. All, all, everything in there that you would ever want. You and I could meet there sometimes, you know, somewhere in between our two homes. It, it yeah, is. Have it a is. lovely time. Uh, Matt, uh, Jordan Reed did a, his uh, 2024 latest mock on oh, ESPN. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... I actually listened to the podcast with Jordan Reed and Matt Miller on it, talk going through the this mock. I thought it was pretty interesting. I got to tell you, I love the latest updated pick here for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't picking at twenty one because that's the spot that they're in right now. Yeah, this, those guys don't pick where they're at. This yeah. is just how things how are things are at yeah, right yeah, now. Exactly. Uh, and he has the Steelers taking Cooper DeJean. The uh, safety cornerback combo from Iowa. Iowa, yeah, love the love the player. Mm-hmm. Um, I Everything think I know be a about great him is, pick. Yes, you pair him with Minka Fitzpatrick. He could play the slot for you. He could do a little bit of everything for you. This is what we were looking for last year with Brian Branch. Yeah, I, I think he could even play some outside corner. From yeah. what I understand, like I, 
maybe a lot like, I mean, not that Branch wasn't, but similar to Minka as a Crimson Tide member. I mean, yeah. like, they, they he's big. He's he's over six feet, I think. He's over 200 pounds. Seven interceptions the last two okay. years. He, he gets Smart, takes tough. the football away. Yeah, that would a, be an ideal pick. Yes. I mean, he could, again, big slot, maybe an outside corner, safety, just a defensive back. Put him yeah. in the mix in the back yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and figure it out. Like, what they wanted to do, what they've wanted to do with Patrick Peterson this year, move him around to different spots and sure. be able to do stuff. Except this kid's 20. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And super yeah. athletic. And super athletic, yeah. I have no idea if he'll get to where the Steelers pick. I have no idea where the Steelers will pick. But that's... A he r- does play the position, the right position. If, if teams view him as a safety mm-hmm. well, that helps. instead of a corner, that helps a lot. To and push and him I down bet there will be bit. mixed opinions from what I know. Yeah. You know, Some will say, ah, he's not a corner for us, or depends what scheme we play, or something like that. Listening to Reed and Miller on the podcast, both of them were saying this corner class isn't great. You know, I mean, that it's nothing like last year's. Last year there was. But he's not going to be a guy that goes top 10, probably. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, I mean, like Kool Aid from Alabama, and there's a couple of these dudes that are highly touted coming to the year. No one's like lit the world on fire. Like, there probably won't be a top five, 10. I uh, know five, six, seven pick overall at corner. From what I understand, again, I'm on like step yeah. two of you know uh, uh, any kind of. Draft I've just been watching games. And yeah, Iowa's a tough watch right now. I understand that. That mostly is. But read if about you do watch Iowa, right. no, that's he's a guy, the guy to, to keep an eye on. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a. I would take it right now, probably. Oh, he could come play for the Steelers right now. Yeah, yeah, Boy, right now. Just wear the black and gold. You know, just keep it on. <laughs> Don't even change uniforms. Yeah, be yeah. like James yeah. Daniels. Be a real good fit. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so I, that one caught my eye. I'm like, okay. Uh, so the team needs that he lists there for the Steelers, and I don't disagree with these either. Cornerback, safety, mm-hmm. center. Yes, I think those are the top three right now. Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to take a center in the first round. There's not a pouncy from what yeah. I understand. But a cornerback or safety? Sure. Now I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. I would bet. I think we even said this before the season started that I would I would bet their first round picks a defensive back. Yeah. And maybe the second rounder is a center. I. You know, my, our buddy Wes Euler loves the dude at West West Virginia, of course. The homework I've done on him is impressive. Georgia's got a guy, you know, so, um, no, that would be a nice way to go. It doesn't mean you have to push Mason Cole out the door. He can hang hang around while you groom a guy. And, right, you know, yeah, a defensive can... back would fit in any which way or, you know, nickel, dime, starter, whatever. But, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think that would make uh, – that would fill a guy like that, a guy who's capable of – Playing multiple positions. That's one of the things we loved about Branch, Mm -hmm. is that he could fill multiple spots for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And imagine what he'd learn from Minka. Right, uh, yeah. I mean, who knows if Peterson's still here or whatever, but, I mean, Minka will be. And, hey, this is how I came in the league, Sonny Boy. Yeah. Right. In fact, that's my early front runner. I don't, I, even know where yeah. I don't even know where the Steelers are going to pick at sure. in the first round, but he's my early front runner for the Steelers. I like it. Pick. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, too. I think you texted it to me, but I, I had seen it earlier, and I was like, oh, that, <laughs> that just screams at you. Like, I mean, it just adds up. I mean, player, team, fit, whether I was a Steeler dude or not, and you'd be like, that's the perfect, he perfect fits, marriage there. Yeah, yeah, exactly what the Steelers yep. look for. Physical, tough. You know, Takes the ball away, size, you know, everything yeah. like that. Absolutely. Yeah, so that would be a good one, but we've still got a lot of football to Tons. play here before we get to that point. Um, yeah, I, I just – I understand the people, and I open, we opened the show with, uh, you know, the Steelers uh, mocking the, the Steelers tr- trade stuff for Patrick sure. Sertain. We brought this up three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. You know, that, right. that cert, you know wouldn't, wouldn't Sertain look great in a Steeler uniform? Yeah, he would. Yeah, but the Broncos, the Broncos aren't going to be – they're not going to trade him. 
I have no idea if they everything, would or not or what they Everything that you've need. heard from Denver yeah. is that uh, anybody— he should be a building block. Anybody but Patrick Sertain is available. That's <laughs> would be the smart move. Yeah. I mean, keep—I would have like five or six no-touch guys that are young first contract players, and he's the top of the he's list. He's 23 years old. Yeah, like, you're not going to trade a 23-year-old corner. the best corner in the league. Corner. Who's, wish there was sauce. Yeah, who's still cheap. Yeah, I mean, you got another year or two because of it. Uh, it it wouldn't make sense to me, but Sean Payton's coming in and putting his he's a czar. He can do whatever he wants. If it's possible, I would call and be interested, but I would be shocked if it's possible. It also makes it tough for the Steelers. Um, maybe I'm thinking of this the wrong way. Maybe it's actually easier for the Steelers because they play Thursday night. Yeah. Because you're not going to trade. He for wouldn't a, play that week. You're anyway. not going to trade for a guy, and he's going. He's going to sit out. He's probably not playing the first week. Mm-hmm. But you get the extra couple of days yeah, in there. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have an extra Monday practice and, and some extra time. Certain or not. I mean, they could right. trade a seventh-round pick for some backup whatever. He's still not going to play Thursday night. Right. If you get him on Tuesday. Even if, he got, even if he got him on Tuesday, he's probably not playing in the next game for you anyways. He get to town to Wednesday. Right. You yeah. Because, yeah. Right. <laughs> you got to fly here. Yeah. He and then you got to take physicals right. and then you got to get the playbook and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you get the extra, and then extra you get days this week. Days. Yeah. yeah. That is appealing. I hadn't thought of that. That's actually an advantage the, to play Thursday night after the trade deadline. Trade deadline is yeah. definitely an advantage. I hadn't thought of that. Interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to get to a break okay. again. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. And before we get to the break, Matt, I thought we'd do our little Yin's chat this week. Mm, I'll get it wrong. Uh, check out Yin's chat's regular season challenge every week. Answer Steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win. Sign helmets, jerseys, or footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL draft where you can see the Steelers maybe select Cooper DeJean. There you go. All right. There you go. Uh, you log into the Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance to win this week's prize: a signed football by Kenny Pickett. Today's question, Matt. See if you get this one right. Okay. Chad Brown or Kevin Green, which player had the most sacks in a game against the Jaguars? Chad Brown. Okay. I'm just totally You say different. Jaguars or Jaguars? I'm sure I say it wrong and very <laughs> Pittsburgh-ease-ish. I'm kind of a Jaguar and that kind of guy. I think it's Jaguars, but... I think so, too. Yeah. Because we were on that... We were on that. I mean, you hear some people say Jaguars too. Yeah, I'm I don't know if it's Jaguars. It's Jaguars, and that, you know. And we were on that video with Rob King today, and he said Jaguars, and it came up as yeah. very proper. I'm like, that's probably how you say it. I was actually th- sitting there thinking that. Well, while he's, we had, he's had proper training on yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, he's a professional. He's not a <laughs> goof like me, right? <laughs> I say Jaguars. Okay, but. that's better than how I say it. <laughs> I know they don't like Jags, but I, they probably really don't like Jagoffs. Jagoffs, we'll yeah. See. But, that works, too. Anyways, we're going to get to a break. We'll be back with Hour 2 and the Fantasy Football Focus. All right. We'll do a little more update here on the, who's that, who's back. Some Tyreek Hill news, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we he, he was uh, we didn't know yet yesterday that he hadn't practiced yeah. when we did the show. Yeah, Brock now Purdy we do. news, all kinds Brock of stuff. Purdy, all that good stuff. We'll get to that in Hour 2 right after this on The Drive. What? You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 